Hello and welcome to The Travelling Introvert. This is Janice and we are here having career conversations with Yvette. How are you today, Yvette? I'm doing great. Thank you for inviting me. You are welcome. We just had tech problems. It's fun. Um, it's like the internet was like, oh, you, you're recording right now? Let's, let's just lose the internet for a second. Um, so welcome to the show. And the first question that I ask everybody is, what does introversion mean to you? Okay, well, uh, when I think of being an introvert, it usually means a person who needs to recharge after social events. Um, basically, you go out, socialize, and then you need to retreat a little bit to recover. And that's why I think when it comes to being introvert, that's what it means to me. Like a person needs to recharge after social events. Okay, thank you. And so do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do? Um, sure. I actually am in accessory designer for Dirty Celebrity. Um, basically, I just won a CDA a grant for my sustainable practices. We use vintage and dead stock materials to create a barrage of accessories from hair to jewelry, handbags. Um, recently, I started making socks and just, you know, helping mediate the waste in the fashion industry. Oh, that is awesome. So you mentioned the waste in the fashion industry. Can you tell me about some misconceptions that people might have about your job or industry? Um, when it comes to sustainability, I think most people immediately think of upcycling, like taking old clothes and making something new out of it. But that is literally only about 20% of what sustainability is when people think about sustainability in the fashion industry, that's what they always go to. Oh, so you upcycle clothes, you take old clothes, and you make something new. I was like, no. I use dead stock materials and things that other designers have abandoned because it was a trend purchase and they don't need it anymore. I don't really do the upcycling part. But when people think about fashion, sustainably that is their go-to can you explain to the audience what dead stock is uh sure um what happens in the fashion industry they buy on a rolling basis based on trends things like fabric yarns buttons and when there's no use for them anymore um they throw it away or they get rid of it. And that's what's considered dead stock. In other words, it's no longer needed by that brand. And so um, there have been ways to collect this currently, but in the past, these would end up in landfills. Oh, wow. Okay. How did you get into this work? Um, basically, during the pandemic, um, I lost my job um i was working there for six years in new york city i was a 90s brat and thrifting was what we did like in school um you know we didn't have a lot of money my sister and i 
Um, so we did a lot of thrifting and we did a lot of upcycling at that time. When it came to the pandemic and realizing that it was literally greenhouse, you know, emissions, carbon emissions causing the problems, we immediately thought about managing waste within the fashion industry because it was always our first love. That's when we started thinking the waste issue is based on trends. We're going to build a company that is trendless and will use what the fashion industry has the fashion industry has wasted has our base product and create no waste ourselves. That's kind of the idea that got us in front of the Century Council and how they got us nominated for a grant for the CDA because we are pretty much the only association brand across the board that was doing sustainability in so many different sections of that industry. Okay. And so <clears throat> before this, because you said you got let go from your job, was your previous job in the fashion industry or something very different? It was very different, actually. Um, my job was data allocation. So I had my master's degree in psychology, and it was basically on data research and data mining. So I spent maybe like 15 years doing that and just looking at data. And so it was easy for me, I think, to transition from being a person with excessive reading data into the fashion industry and looking at the data of how much waste and find solutions to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that is. I can very much see that career arc. And so, with that transition, was there anything that you do regularly that has improved your career or business? A lot of people don't look at the data. Um, when it comes to planning about marketing, you need to know who you're marketing to, what they want. And I think in the mornings, I will look at Google Analytics. I'll look at the search information on our website. I'll look at the data and I'll be like, oh, this is what people are looking for right now. And this is what we should be making right now. Because this is So the ability to see what people are looking for, because I have been in data for so long I can read trends off the top of my head I do that every morning and that's really helped my business grow so side question and there might not be an answer to this how long do trends and I'm saying that in quotation marks generally last if you do a generalized interest they're usually seasonal about three months like sweaters jackets scarves if someone wants a long scarf three months and since we made the order as soon as that was three months over we just stopped making it we don't hold inventory uh, but other trends like micro trends can only last anywhere from three weeks to six weeks and then they're gone and then if you didn't sell inventory before those micro trends end, you are stuck with that inventory. And I see a lot of brands trying to follow these 
small micro trends. You know, like, oh, everybody wants boleros right now. It's a small micro trend. Are you going to make a bunch of boleros? No, you're going to make a certain amount and you can make them to order. And then when they're gone, they're just gone. But most brands don't do that. Most brands carry inventory, which is one of the biggest ways of the fashion industry. Mm, because and so in my mind i imagine that there has to be a really quick turnaround from realizing that something is a trend or a micro trend to getting product out yeah exactly and and this is actually the reason why so many fast fashion brands produce so much i mean if you look at Shein, they produce what 100 to 200,000 styles a day because they're trying to cast that trend when people are still interested in buying that trend. And that's just ridiculous. You have to literally make something every single day because it turned around so quick. Wow. And that obviously leads to waste. <laughs> okay. Uh, and lack of, lack of um, quality, I would assume, or lack of diligence or lack of, it's not intentional fashion. Ah, yeah. Look at that. So, um that was me having a light bulb moment randomly thank you for giving me that information about um the, the work that you do and sort of something that you do regularly that has improved your career and so is there anything that you say no to um I used to be really interested in running after maybe every opportunity um when I first start working um there was a no boundaries kind of thing if they, somebody wanted me to work and i was on vacation you know open the computer quick run now i'm like um boundaries <laughs> <laughs> sending boundaries has of course always been a big issue for every introvert because we do need to recharge but also we're in an extrovert world that's always demanding us to operate at a certain level that we are not capable of doing. Mm -hmm. So saying no means always means that you literally are going to lose out on some opportunities. And the first thing when I started doing my business business was I realized that I wasn't going to be a person who can vend at any events like that was not going to be me i wasn't personable enough to communicate my products to interact with the crowd i was just you know always nervous and shy about those interactions and so now i'm like yeah i can't do that i can't vend oh yeah that's really that's and so knowing that you can't vend what do you do instead I've actually been setting up like micro events with some of the people that I know here in my town. Um, I've worked with this with um with Mint Market. She's been really great. I just did a event with uh, D Space Gallery here in Jersey City um, just two weeks ago, and these are small intimate events. I invite people via Eventbrite, and then you know they show up. And to me, it's not me putting myself out there and getting rejected. Instead, I have people I know are interested in my brand coming to see me. So it takes some of the pressure off. 
Genius. And so when you say small, can you tell me roughly sort of either how many other vendors or how many people you're talking about? Um, for the last event, we had, I think we had three other vendors and then maybe 30 to 50 people showed up. And so I'm going to make some assumptions here and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Knowing that there's just three vendors and you either all complement each other or all very desperate and knowing that you have a certain amount of people who are specifically coming to see you, the um, percentage of people who are definitely going to buy something or make a sale is probably higher than if you went to a very large event uh, with, say, 100 vendors. And um, even though 10,000 people are coming, the percentage of people who are spending money on you is probably higher. Yes. Um, basically, I've been to these events, uh, especially in New York City, where um, I would go and, and let's face it, um, I do a lot of different accessories. And we did start out with jewelry, but jewelry is a saturated market. And a lot of times when I go to these, you know, these many events, they'd be like, no more jewelry. We have no jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, if specifically you go to these events, there is going to be a chance that what you're selling is not interested, interesting to the people who are attending. You So, but when you plan the event yourself, you know that people are interested because they wouldn't have, you know, they wouldn't take an extra incentive to buy a ticket or, you know, send an email address or attend. With that, it takes kind of the pressure off and kind of the feeling of being desperate or expanding your energies, uh, which is very hard for introvert to do in order to attract the people that you need to make a sale. Mm-hmm. And so what do you do to recharge? Um, I've, I believe I've made all my local connections on Instagram socially just with a search and a email hey hi i'm a local person blah 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 um i saw you did this or you did that i mean when i reached out to mid market online and she's i was like hey can i venue your store she's like yeah sure come over and she's like oh yeah you could just set up a table outside and you know and that was it and then she charged me or anything like that mm-hmm. and then um i asked if i could do the heads in the window she's like sure how much do you want to charge me I was like well you know charge per hour and you know she's still has those heads in the window like eight months later um yeah I mean I think when people think about social media they think of getting the numbers and the numbers will change the customers and mm-hmm. I feel that actually it's better to make social connections with the people your local you know and that's what i feel social media is like i would never have known that she was existed existed if she didn't have a page on instagram mm-hmm. okay <clears throat> and so after you do these events and social interactions what do you do to recharge and gain more gain your energy back i make more stuff <laughs> yay <Okay. Yes. laughs> Oh, so that's a nice little cycle then. Um, Thank you. This has been really, really interesting. I have one final question for you um, that was not on the list, uh, but there was no wrong answer to this question. 
And the mm-hmm. question is, for you, is a hot dog a sandwich? That's that's a very big head scratcher, but I don't think a hot dog is a sandwich. All right. <laughs> Do you have a reasoning? Um, sure. When I think about sandwich, um, it's two sides of bread. Mm-hmm. And it has more than just meat. It usually has a vegetable component. Mm-hmm. Cheese. Um, it's like saying a hamburger is a sandwich. Mm-hmm. That's closer to being a sandwich than a hot dog. Okay. It just has more components than just one long piece of meat. And between one bread sliced down the middle, which is what a hot dog is. All right. Thank you so very much. Can you let my audience know where they can find out more about you and your work? Uh, sure. Um, I hang out at my Instagram page, uh, dirty underscore celebrity. And I also have a website where you can look at my items at www.shopdirtycelebs.com. Thank you. So, you know what, I really want to ask where the name came from, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on that because I'm sure everybody asks you that. So I'm not gonna do that. Thank you so much for your time today. I really, really appreciate it. Um, everybody, please check out their stuff. Uh, my name is Janice at thecareerintrovert.com, helping you build your brand and get hired. Have a great rest of your week. <laughs>